And welcome in to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast as a part of the Block M Podcast Network on the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and this week is exciting for a couple of reasons. It's the start of official visit season. The month of June is always a very busy time for college football programs around the country. Going to get lots of prospects from the 2024 class in Ann Arbor and uh, joining me this entire month and uh, potentially a little bit further into the future uh, is the other main reason why this uh, podcast episode is so exciting for me. And hopefully it's exciting for you guys as well with John Simmons moving on from uh, Maze and Brew and uh, the Block M Podcast Network. We wish him nothing but the best and joining me at the very least in the interim to be my co-host, uh, my uh, ride or die, uh, so to speak, is uh, Zach Breininger. He is a recruiting contributor at mazenbrew.com and uh, joining me for the first time on uh, the Block M Podcast Network. So, Zach, we've had you uh, with Mason Brew for quite some time now, uh, coming up on a year or so, uh, if, uh, if 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 my uh, uh, remembrance of, of when I hired you in is, is, uh, is correct. Been about a year now. Uh, you've, you've kind of been a uh, jack of all trades, man. You've written about football. You've done recruiting. You've really picked up some of the recruiting work um, uh, over the last handful of months now, uh, really since uh, 2023, since we flipped the calendar there. So uh, really excited to have you on Zach. Uh, how, how are you doing? And uh, introduce yourself to uh uh, the people out there in listener land. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Zach. Uh, thank you very much for the introduction, Vaughn. Uh, it's great to be here. I've been with Maze and Brew since uh, last August. So yeah, pretty much coming up on a year now. Uh, enjoyed every minute of it and excited to, excited to talk to you about some of these exciting recruits uh, we're going to talk about today. Yeah, man, it is. It Like I said, it, it's a very busy time for college football programs. This is really the beginning of of official visit season. The month of June is always the most important in my opinion, because uh, it's, it's really the, the last chance you get with the bulk of recruits uh, coming up on their senior season. They want to get stuff done before their senior season begins before September rolls around. They don't really have a whole lot of time to be taking visits in the fall. You'll see some here and you'll see some there for game day visits. You'll see official visitors uh, for that, but uh, the vast majority of official visits will happen uh, in the month of June. It all starts this weekend, and this weekend in particular, not a super jam-packed one uh, for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, but it is kind of an important weekend because there are a few top targets uh, that will be uh, on campus uh, starting June 2nd, this Friday, and uh want to start, and we'll, we'll go through the few that have already been uh, kind of locked in and confirmed. Of course, visitors could pop up later uh, after this recording. Uh, if surprise visitors could happen. You you guys kind of know how this goes. So I, I we're just going to be going over a few of the guys that have been confirmed to be officially visiting Michigan this weekend. And like I said, I want to start right at the top, which I, I think is one of the most interesting recruitments for Michigan on the defensive side of the ball in 2024. We are, of course, talking about four-star edge Brian Robinson. This kid is a monster at 6'5", 255 pounds. He is from Youngstown, Ohio, which is the hometown of one of his main recruiters on Michigan staff, 
His name is Steve Klingscale, if you know him. He is uh, ranked number 132 overall on the 24-7 Sports Composite, number 10 edge, and number 4 player from the state of Ohio. He has been a longtime top target for Michigan in this recruiting cycle. He's visited Ann Arbor more times than any other school, but he is also strongly considering Kentucky and Penn State. Those two schools he also have uh, he has official visits locked in for uh, those are uh, coinciding those are right after Michigan's uh, official visit so he'll be uh, in Kentucky June 9th and then Penn State the weekend after that we'll see if he locks in any other official visits but that is what he has booked currently Zach I will uh, pass it to you man I this is a a, a really big official visit uh in my opinion, uh, for this weekend, I think it's the biggest. Robinson, like I said, he's been a top target for a really long time. A commitment would extend Michigan's success in the state of Ohio in this recruiting cycle. They've already got several guys uh, committed uh, from the state of Ohio. And I feel like this recruitment has been going on longer than a lot of people would have probably anticipated just because of all the time he has spent at Michigan. Doesn't have an offer from Ohio State, which... For a kid from Ohio State, that always kind of makes it a little more challenging for schools like Michigan to get their commitment. So take me through your thoughts on this recruitment and uh, how you're feeling about this one going into this official visit. Sure. So uh, talking about Brian Robinson, I think uh, there was a viral Twitter post a while back with um, I think it was with him and Ted, I think it was Ted Hammond and um, Ben Roebuck at the Michigan basketball game. And I think the, there's holding up a sign that said, the best recruits, the best players in Ohio come to Michigan. And uh, that comes to mind when I think of Brian Robinson. I think he's a, he, I think he'd be a great addition to the 2023 or 2024 class. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't committed to Michigan yet. And I think there was a lot of hype around, around him. Um, I think at the tail end of the winter time committing to Michigan, but um, he's decided to take a, take a, take a little bit silver appro- approach. Um, and I, I think, I think Michigan still sits pretty well in his recruitment right now. Obviously, you know, we, has this uh, Kentucky and Penn State coming up, but has provided Michigan can can show him the love he's they've, they've shown him all these um, all these past couple months. I think I think we're pretty in pretty solid state for his uh, his potential commitment here. Yeah, I I think so too, man. You bring up a really good point about that that photo. I totally forgot about that. If I'm being honest, of him. Roebuck, Luke Hamilton uh, at the Michigan Hoops game with that mm-hmm. sign that said the whiteboard that said uh, the best players in Ohio go to the state, uh, go to Michigan, which of course is a play on the uh, uh, the original one was the best players in Michigan go to Michigan. So it, it's nice to see that pipeline in the state of Ohio. Of course, Jordan Marshall um, it, it being another really highly talented player from the state of Ohio that has committed uh, to Michigan in this 24 class was really uh, an interesting commitment in its own right. But going back to Brian Robinson, yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought this one would have been wrapped up by now, but just hasn't happened for whatever reason. Uh, whether he wants to just see other schools do his due diligence uh, it remains to be seen. But there have been uh, other players in this class that uh, haven't exactly committed as soon as you would have expected. Like Blake Frazier, mm-hmm. he committed last month. He he was a heavy Michigan lean for a, a long time before he committed. And 
Uh, he even took his time, but then eventually committed uh, Channing Goodwin being the legacy recruit at the wide receiver position, whose teammates with Jaden Davis. He took a long time uh, to commit. He did so back on May 7th. And then you even look at a guy that he's not officially visiting this weekend, but he remains uncommitted. And that's I Marion Stewart at the wide receiver position as well. Uh, he's been a heavy Michigan lean for quite some time. He still hasn't locked in a commitment. Maybe we'll see one later this month when he officially visits, and we'll definitely talk about him uh, during that time when he does uh, plan his official visit. I think it's in just a couple weeks here. But uh, bottom line is some kids take a little longer than others to make their commitment uh, for whatever reason it may be. I'm still pretty confident that uh, Michigan leads in this recruitment, but I do start to wonder, and Zach, I'll get your opinion on this as well. I, I do start to wonder if if things start to, so let, let's take, for example, some of these other edge recruits that Michigan uh, continues to recruit in this class. Um, and, and there's so, there's so many guys along the edge that they're going after in this class. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to keep track of at this point, but Brian Robinson is certainly uh, one of the top ones and another player that we're going to talk about after Robinson along the edge. He's being recruited heavily by Michigan. Elias Rudolph is another one. Devin Baxter, Dominic Nichols. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on at the edge. So um, I'll ask you if, if they start to fill up on the edge position, like let's say some of these guys like Dominic Nichols or Devin Baxter or, uh, you know, even Marquise Lightfoot is a name that I haven't brought up, but uh, he's certainly being recruited by Michigan in this class. If they start to fill up at the edge, I, I feel like Robinson may be pushed out of this class. I, I I don't think that he's the type of player that Michigan would hold a spot for, but uh, I, I could be wrong, uh, but that's just the sense that I get mm-hmm. um, w- with the the sheer number of edge recruits that they're going after in this class. I think they're, they're not going after all these guys to take all these guys. I think they're going after them uh, just in case some of their other targets don't end up committing like Brian Robinson, uh, like some of the five stars in this class that I certainly don't anticipate them getting at this point, like Elijah Rushing uh, or Dylan Stewart. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess take me through your thoughts of, you know, if the commits start to stack for Michigan at the edge and Robinson isn't one of them, do you think that they could still hold a spot for him? Uh, or do you think that they would kind of just move on with what they've got? Sure. So with the edge position, and I think this is true of every single position on the defensive line, there's a little, there's a little bit of wiggle room. If you want to move um, Brian Robinson on the inside, which I don't think they would, um, but if you want to move on like a Darian Mayo more towards the inside, because I think he was listed as a edge not too long ago, and then they moved him over to defensive line. Um, the edge position gives you that little bit of versatility, a uh, little bit of wiggle room there. Um, so I think it all depends on uh who commits and at what time, and then also what happens at the defensive tackle position. Um, if there's any room available for him there, um, obviously players develop, um, bodies change as as they uh, as they encounter um, college strength and conditioning coaches. Um, so I think there's a little bit more room than we currently think. I think they're probably going to take uh, four or five edge um, edge rushers in this class. They might move them over to the defensive tackle. They might keep them at edge, but I, I think I think when we look at um, like uh, recruitment, like Brian Robinson's, we have to consider that. Um, but I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to keep a spot open for him at the edge position. I think if they get a guy that they like, um, they're going to they're going to roll with him. Um, but like I said, I think it just depends on the amount of room on the uh, defensive line as a whole. 
that's a really unique point you bring up about being versatile along the defensive line. If if he doesn't play edge, perhaps he grows into a interior defensive lineman, which we, we have certainly seen that over the years with Jim Harbaugh and I, Mike Elston, uh, of course, values versatility along the defensive line. You don't just see um, you know, guys like Chris Jenkins uh, lining up primarily along the interior, but he does get out to the edge from time to time. He sh- they like to shift defensive linemen around for sure. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. of course, being an edge, he would play on the interior uh, for certain plays. It- it's just that kind of stuff that, um, that I certainly didn't really think about, Zach. You bring up a really good point about that. So perhaps if they start loading up on edge guys, maybe Robinson with his 6'5", 255-pound frame, uh, perhaps, and I agree, they probably wouldn't do this, but it is a, a, certainly a mm-hmm. potential. Uh, he has the frame to do so, to put on some extra weight, shift his game to the interior, and then just take off and see how it goes. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think Michigan leads bottom line uh, in this one, heading into these uh, three official visits that he has set up uh, up to this point. And uh, it, it'll kind of just be up to uh, Elston and, Harbaugh and Klingscale to close this weekend. So we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on this. And if there is a commitment or anything like that, of course, go to maizeandbrew.com and we'll, we'll uh, give you the lowdown on all of that when and if it happens. But let's shift gears and talk about two other prospects. And I alluded to one of them being an edge in the last segment here, Zach. And, and I want to talk about these two guys because uh, they are of course, twin brothers. And one of which is already committed to Michigan. The other is certainly considering Michigan and uh, would not surprise me to see him commit in the near future. Either we are talking about 2024, four-star defensive lineman, Jared Smith and 2024, four-star edge, Jacob Smith. Jared is the one that's already committed to Michigan. He did that back on April 25th, picking Michigan over Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, Kentucky. Those sorts of schools has really nice offer sheet. Uh, at 6'3", 265 pounds, Jared protects to the, uh, projects to the interior of the defensive line. But his brother, Jacob, like I said, he's still uncommitted, but does have a top list uh, consisting of Michigan, Kentucky, Nebraska, Alabama, Georgia, and Notre Dame. Uh, he, of course, is uh, projected as an edge at the uh, uh, next level at 6'4 and a half, 230 pounds. And uh, he is ranked 210 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. He has, uh, this is a really unique situation here. So this visit for Jacob Smith this weekend is actually an unofficial visit. He will be officially visiting Ann Arbor the last weekend in June. So this is just uh, an unofficial visit, getting him warmed up for his official later this month. And uh, this weekend will be his twin brother, Jared Smith's official visit. So uh, of course these two will be here this weekend and they will also be here in a few weekends as well. Uh, So Zach, I think this is a great strategy by Michigan to get these guys up on visits twice in the month of June, literally half of your weekends in the month of June will be spent in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So Mike Elston is going to have a chance to close on Jacob Smith this weekend, but even if he doesn't, he'll get another swing uh, during the official visit later this month. Um, We just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, how this is all transpiring. And I, I like Michigan's chances where this one's at. What say you? 
Yeah, I, I have absolutely agree with that. Um, obviously, it's a it's a huge bonus to have somebody in the same household um, already committed to the Michigan Wolverines. So, um, with that feather in our cap, I think it's going to be a, a very interesting um, interesting month ahead for for the Smith brothers and the Smith family in general. Um, I, but I think Michigan has a, a very good shot uh, to land both of them. Um, I think another thing that we have to consider, like I mentioned with Brian Robinson, is the amount of room on the defensive line, um, specifically at the edge position. Uh, and I think I think Jacob, as you agree with me with Brian Robinson, he doesn't really have the frame that would uh, would lend itself to an easy transition over to defensive tackle. But um, given the situation that Michigan has so many different um, promising recruits and prospects, um, it's another thing we have to include. I think we have to include Jacob Smith in that conversation as well. Yeah, totally agree. He's been rising up the recruiting rankings as well. I think 24-7 just uh, did their re-rank of the uh, 24 class. Mm -hmm. Just uh, I want to say it was last week or maybe two weeks ago at this point. It was very recently uh, to say nonetheless, but uh, his recruiting ranking has gone up uh, over the course of this recruiting cycle. He, He was ranked like very, very high. Uh, to begin, but then it has dipped down a little bit, but he's still 209, uh, or I'm sorry, 210 on the 24 uh, seven sports composite. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems like he's just going to keep, uh, keep rising uh, with, with uh, as the recruiting cycle goes on. And you see, if you, if you look at his um, recruiting profile on 24 seven sports, you'll see a crystal ball to uh, the Kentucky wildcats that was put in Back in 2021. So don't think that Kentucky is just out in the lead out in front in this recruitment by any means. That is a very, very outdated crystal ball. And if uh, I'm sure that if that writer who is a uh, Kentucky insider, his name is Josh Edwards, if he uh, ends up flipping that to Michigan, uh, I would certainly imagine that would probably happen with uh, his twin brother, Jared Smith, being already committed to Michigan. Really interesting also that uh, you got twin brothers and and one is committed and the other one is not. It's just something that you don't see a whole lot of in the recruiting landscape of things. Like when Jamon and, and German Green committed to Michigan, it was a package deal done at the same time. So I, I actually kind of like this. This is a really interesting twist in both of these kids recruitments um, really value uh, Jacob Smith taking his time and, and just really feeling out all of these other schools and, and he'll take other visits as well in the month of June, but uh, really mad respect for Jacob Smith doing this, uh, not just immediately following his brother to Michigan, which I, I sure hope he does because Jacob is a very talented player in his own right. And Jared Smith certainly is along the interior, but uh, it's certainly interesting to see how all this transpires, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with all of your points, Zach. I think this is a, a really unique one to watch and uh, really excited to see what happens with this one. So I'll uh, uh, pass the torch back to you for uh, a- any other final thoughts on Jared and Jacob Smith before we move on. Sure. I think the biggest, because um, you mentioned the, the Kentucky crystal ball, I actually think the biggest competition for Jacob is Notre Dame. There was a lot of talk about him committing to Notre Dame earlier on in the cycle. I think he was listed, uh, I think it was on three, listed him, uh, or was very favorable towards uh, Notre Dame landing him earlier in the cycle. But yeah, I think now that, that Jared is a is part of the fold for Michigan, um, this this one is definitely trending in our direction. And um, yeah, it's, I'm excited to see where Jacob ends up. Yeah, I, I think this is certainly one of those recruitments that 
it's kind of a shoe in for Michigan unless all hell breaks loose and something really, really, really weird mm-hmm. happens. Uh, so if 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 I were granted a crystal ball on 24-7, it would be in favor of Michigan for sure. I really like the Wolverines' chances here. And yeah, I, I think Notre Dame is certainly a worthy competitor in this recruitment as well. Uh, but I just think at the end of the day, uh, he's going to end up uh, joining his twin brother along the defensive front for the Michigan Wolverines. We'll certainly see uh, when and if that happens. But want to uh, give a quick sponsor shout out to our friends at Manscaped and at Homefield Apparel. And when it comes to Manscaped, guys, they are now selling beard products. It is just a revolutionary aspect of men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. It allows you to shape your signature beard look with the Beard Hedger, which is a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel. You get 20 hair cutting lengths all in one guard. No more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. And another great feature about this is it's waterproof. So you can take it in the shower, avoid all that hair on the sink. So if you want to join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20 and you'll get 20% off your order at manscaped.com. And when it comes to home field apparel, our friends over there, they put out fantastic, fantastic clothing lines, guys. It is just, it not only is it comfortable, but it is officially licensed gear. They really don't screw around when it comes to their designs. The cool thing about this is the team over there, they study the history, traditions, and legacy of every school. And with all of that, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And Homefield has some amazing Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else. I kid you not. I was wearing a Homefield shirt yesterday. Uh, it is one of the comfiest lounge shirts available uh, that you can get uh, from, from Michigan gear and so, and you can get t-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, whatever it is that you want, uh, to proudly represent the maize and blue, they've got it. So if you want some of that, uh, brand new, good looking Michigan swag, head over to homefieldapparel.com, use our promo code Michigan 15, and you'll get 15% off your entire first order. Again, Michigan 15 at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Zach, one final official visitor that we got to talk about before we wrap up the podcast today. Of course, like I said earlier, this this list could expand. It could be subtracted by. I, you just never know until the, the Friday of uh, the official visit weekend happens. So if these guys, if it's not just these four I apologize. We just can't see into the future. So uh, we'll we'll put out another list on Maize and Brew uh, to confirm all this at the end of the week. But in the meantime, let's talk about the final uh, prospect for today. And we haven't really talked about this guy a whole lot on the pa- podcast or on maizeandbrew.com. Uh, but nonetheless, his name is Marquise Gallagus. He is a four-star safety from the state of California in this 2024 recruiting class. He is 6'1". 175 pounds, ranked 252 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. He's also number 23 at the safety spot and number 21 from Cali. He was offered by Jay Harbaugh back in April after taking an unofficial visit to Michigan. So this is a very quickly scheduled official visit return trip for him as he ascends up the target board for Michigan. So he has... Uh, this official uh, official visit scheduled for this weekend. And then the following three weekends for the month of June, he will go to Notre Dame, USC, and Oregon. He also took 
uh, a trip to Oklahoma back in April. So there are plenty of blue blood programs going after Marquise Gallagher in this recruiting cycle. Michigan already has one safety committed in this class. Uh, his name is four star Jacob Odin. He is an in-state prospect, but Michigan has been going. Uh, they've been pretty active in, in recruiting other safeties to pair up with uh, Jacob Odin and uh, other targets they've been going after. They include uh, four-star uh, Zaquan Patterson, four-star Jordan Johnson, uh, Rebel, three-star Kyan McDonald. That's just a few, but uh, th- those are probably the main guys that they have a legitimate chance with in this class at the safety spot. So, Zach, uh, out of all of these guys, I, I honestly think Gallagher is is the one that they may have the best chance with at this point, either him or uh, Zaquan Patterson. But um, when uh, Gallagher uh, got the offer from Michigan, he was interviewed by 24-7 Sports, and uh, he had some really good things to say about Jay Harbaugh, about Michigan, uh, after getting the offer. And uh, he's, like, for example, he said it's one that they've been, that he's been waiting a while to receive, how excited he was to get the offer. So just really good things like that. And, uh, you know, the fact that he scheduled this official visit for the first weekend in June tells me that he really wanted to get back to Ann Arbor as soon as possible. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Zach, and uh, where Michigan stands with this? I'm really excited and uh, eager to see where this one goes, too. Yeah, so I actually have to give a shout-out to Jay Harbaugh. Uh, I think he's a he's a very underrated recruiter, in my opinion. He always seems to find guys out of the box, um, and I think this is this is a very exciting opportunity for Michigan. I think with the uh, the West Coast connections for him, though, with uh, USC and Oregon, I think those – two are probably the favorite um, in this recruitment. But uh, like you said, uh, he was very excited to receive a, an offer from Michigan. And I think this, this upcoming visit is a great opportunity to uh, to see if we can shake things up with him. Yeah, I, you know, Jay Harbaugh, like you said, he is a really, really good recruiter. He's been an elite recruiter for Michigan uh, for as long as he's been on the coaching staff. He helped land so many guys out West predominantly uh Zach Charbonnet is one that comes to my mind just because he was an unranked kid when Michigan started going after him and then he blew up and became a top 100 player in his class so it's just it's really nice to see that uh you know Jay Harbaugh he's he's still putting his recruiting cap on day in day out evaluating these guys out west and really giving Michigan a shot to land some of these guys. Gatlin bear is another guy in this 24 class that he's really high on and recruiting the heck out of, uh, at the wide receiver position. He's a top 100 player, but when he started recruiting Gatlin bear, he was, I, th- I think he was like a, like a low or a, a low four star or a high three star or something like that. Now he's a top hundred guy. So Harbaugh, Jay Harbaugh, that is, has a real keen eye for a potential, on the gridiron, and this one is just another example of that uh, with uh, Marquise Gallagher, really talented player, and certainly would fit in very well, and it sounds like he's really excited uh, to get back to Michigan and uh, to have gotten the offer from the Maize and Blue, so th- this is another one that I'm particularly excited about, and Michigan certainly needs some more defensive backs in this class uh, with, with Jacob, Jacob Odin in the fold at the safety spot. He is the only one in the secondary that they have committed and they've got 17 players committed. Think about like they have five guys along the offensive line and they got just one at safety, zero cornerbacks up to this point. Of course, this will change. They're going after a lot of guys. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this guy would certainly be a welcome addition, Uh, really, really talented player. And it would keep 
that pipeline alive out West in the state of California. It's always a talent rich state of when it comes to football. And uh, uh, this would just certainly continue that with Marquise Gallagher if he were to commit. So uh, hopefully Michigan rolls out the red carpet for him this weekend. And uh, good things happen uh, with this official visit. But I do tend to agree that the schools out West that have been kind of recruiting him a bit longer, like uh, USC, like Oregon, I think those will be the main schools of competition for Michigan in this class. But I don't think it's anything that they can't overcome. I think if you really give him a good official visit, give him something to think about uh, heading back to California, uh, I think they certainly could uh, uh, reach that pole position after the official visit. So, Zach, I will uh, toss it to you once more, and uh, we'll wrap up the show, my man. Sure, yeah. So I think uh, you bring up a great point that Jacob Bowman is the only commit in the secondary. I think if Michigan wants to retain its spot, in the top five it's really going to have to uh, get some top guys in the secondary obviously this is probably getting ahead of ourselves but Aaron Scott Bryce West those are going to be very very important recruits for Michigan to be able to retain um, at least a a top five class um, and maybe even challenge for a top three class so um, I also uh, agree with you I think Zaquan Patterson is going to be another another name to keep an eye on uh, as 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 the summer progresses here uh, at the safety position. Yeah, Patterson, for me, a really interesting one. He's teammates with Chris Ewald, who's a four-star cornerback committed to Michigan in the 2025 class. So I don't think I, I don't think that connection will be massive for Patterson's recruitment just because he would be on campus before Ewald would be a whole year, and Ewald could end up decommitting, going somewhere else. You just never know when it comes to recruiting. But nonetheless, certainly wouldn't hurt. Uh, but I do like Patterson as a recruit as well. He's a top 100 guy that uh, Harbaugh and and company have been going after for a little while from the state of Florida. Really talented in his own right. But yeah, I mean, the commits will come. They certainly need several in the secondary in this class. And they're off to a riveting start in the 2025 class as well. But that's a conversation for another day. Want to thank you, Zach, for coming on. Fantastic first podcast from you, my man. Uh, really appreciate you uh, doing this, and and uh, at the very least uh, in the interim, uh, as we uh, uh, forge ahead, try and uh, get someone full time uh, to the podcast, and stay tuned for for some news on that. But uh, like I said, we wish John Simmons the very best, and Zach again. Really appreciate you hopping on and doing this, and I thank all of you out there in listener land for always tuning in and, and supporting the podcast and fans for sports network, the block M podcast network and mazenbrew.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Give Mason brew a follow as well. We, we still post in tons of recruiting content uh, t- pretty much 24 seven at this point, especially with official visit season. Now, in the fold, just search Maze and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well. All that good stuff. Give Fans First Sports Network a follow on Twitter as well. You can follow them at Fans First SN. For Zach Brenninger, my name is Vaughn Lozon. We will be back next week to talk about more official visits on the Future Blue podcast. <laughs>